today's episode of the show is brought to you by our friends at Bandzoogle. Bandzoogle is built by musicians for musicians. It's an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Uh, I would know I'm working on a, uh, a site over at Bandzoogle as well right now, and it's really easy to make, and you can get everything uh, up and running pretty quickly from hosting a custom domain name. Uh, you got dozens of fully customizable design templates and tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, which we love to hear as musicians. Uh, there's commission-free crowdfunding, fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your audience, social media integration, and live support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. So if you want to support the show, and if you want to help yourself while you're at it, direct support podcast listeners can go to bandzoogle.com can try it free for 30 days and use the promo code direct support all one word to get 15% off the first year of any subscription that's bandzoogle.com promo code direct support don't Banzoogle. you come at me with your one or three because i need direct support i don't even care about the fee i just need direct support opening the night might as well put us on death row no one even knows what time is the start of the show and you can call the venue just to get a message with all the wrong info you're just relying on people to show up early to watch a band they don't even know that's psycho hey y'all welcome back to direct support hope you're doing well my name is Peter Shrupp. I am your host. Um, I have an episode I'm very excited about. We got ourselves a great guest. John Gomez joined us this week. Um, you may remember a few months back, a long time ago now actually, uh, I had his brother Steven on the show. And that was a really fun episode. Um, but John and I have a different conversation here. So so those are the guys that I worked on the Hollow Sun stuff with that I talk about a good amount on the show. But in their own lives, they were in the band The Somerset before and so Stephen was the bassist, John was the guitarist, and now they are in a new band called Twin XL. We dive into a little bit of the transition from those bands, same roles, um, but they've both in their own right become unbelievable producers. And and John, working with John was so fun, and I kind of I kind of break down for him a lot of the things that he taught me and the things that made me happy about about working with with him because. Yeah, I don't know. I just I glean a lot from a lot of people that I work with, and it sounds like he does the same, and definitely tries to better himself in all of those relationships. Um, and yeah, we had a super fun, very specific conversation. I feel like it was like a little bit more inside baseball than usual, which I enjoyed. Um, so before we get into it, you heard the Banzoogle ad at the beginning. If you want to support the show, that's one way. The best way to support the show is to follow it, subscribe to it. And follow my band, Arms Akimbo, on Spotify or Apple Music, all that stuff. That's the best way to support. That that would help so much. And sharing it. And then, of course, if you're on Apple Podcasts, rate it and review it. It takes two seconds for you, but it does. Uh, it works wonders on my end. Um, all right, y'all. I think we should just dive right in. We got ourselves uh, a Twin XL song to start us off. So please enjoy Slow Heart by Twin XL, which, by the way, just made it on the newest edition of now that's what i call music 78 so that's pretty legendary congrats john here we go here's the episode please enjoy my conversation with john gomez and slow heart by twin xl
Hey, dude. Yo. It's good to see you, man. Dude, good to see you, too. How you been? I've been good. You know, just, just floating, doing everything kind of slightly more normal. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> things, are, no. things, are, things are getting okay. I feel like everybody got busy, but or I mean, everybody got free at the beginning of this, and then you, you and Steven really <laughs> like kept going full-time for the rest of us. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Definitely, like since uh, since um, January, I feel like just like I don't know if my perception of time is just so like everything got so slow that even like a moderate like boost in you know schedule felt yeah. overwhelming. But I like come like February, I was like, am I the busiest I've ever been, or am I just used to like a snail's pace? Hmm. I, maybe a combination of the two. I feel like you guys have always been busy, like mm. when I've looked at it. But, but yeah. I mean, our, our tolerance for everything is is crazy low lately. Yeah. You know. No. Yeah. For sure. Like, just just starting to see my calendar fill up. I was sort of overwhelmed. I was like, yeah. I think a lot of people have that that weird like 
wouldn't call it anxiety. Uh, maybe you could be considered anxiety, like an opening up back to normalcy. Yeah. Anxiety. Totally. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, where yeah, it's I like, mean, oh, never what's it going to be like? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like I was kind of liking some aspects of like, of, you know, of, of the slowdown and the space that the pandemic allowed me to have. And, um, like a fear of like, Oh my God, am I going to like go back into like old overwhelming habits? Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, there's a lot of things that I'm grateful for. Like making that record with you guys is something that I was like, that would not have happened if, if this all didn't happen, you know? I know, dude. And it's really, it's really cool. Like I listen back to it. I'm like proud of what we did. Like, especially those were the first, like those are the first songs what, that we ever did on zoom. Like that oh, me and Steven ever did really right. on zoom. Like that was the first batch of like this like new world of like writing and stuff. So like listening back, I'm like, Whoa, like what a point in time uh-huh. that is. And it's actually like really good. And, and, uh, I know our, our team's like really stoked on it. It has like high hopes for it. You know, of course everything takes like a minute to kind of like really impact, right. You know, but like, it's, uh, like listening to it, it's, it's like a no brainer to yeah, me. Totally. It's like, it's really good. It's a really good pop, indie pop. Uh, yeah. Every can, time I go back to it, I'm like every one of these songs, it does the perfect combination to me of, of like fitting a mood and then like, like appealing to different parts of that mood. And, yes. and, and that experience for me was so valuable because I've always written in my band, indie rock, sad boy formula, almost yeah. exclusively. And to like work with you guys, I talk about it a lot on the show that it's like, mm. uh, it really helped me. Um, like I've pulled a lot of how you guys worked in with how I write my, my music, like in arms akimbo now too. And it's been so cool. helpful. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, partially thank you, but I also just, I love how you and Steven operate together. I guess we'll just dive right into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess that actually is like interesting. Like that gives me a question is, yeah. is cause you, I, you know, we do what we do. And of course, when I go to sessions from with other people and I, I kind of pick up a little bit of what their approach is, mm-hmm. I bring it back. Like, was there anything specifically that was different that you like could speak to that you were like, that was, that was, I'm always interested in like what people take from me. That yeah, makes sense. Totally. I know what I take from other people. Yeah. No, I'd be happy to get into it. Uh, so for instance, one of the things is, um, and this is kind of similar to my relationship with Matt, but you and Steven uh, so often have very complementary skill sets. With like, I would say, you know, like the bulk of what you do tends to be in melody and in uh, like, I don't know. I kind of think of it almost like if it was like a frequencies, you guys, you would be in the higher, in the higher frequencies, right? And then like mm-hmm. what Steven does feels to me like, uh, like production and 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 dr- like he's got such a mind for drums and production. And so what you guys do is you always complement each other really well by like covering two different sides of a song and it leaves a really good space for somebody else to come in and imprint their personality on it because you guys have, it's like a security blanket. There's, it's like you have, you guys have a lot of stuff covered. And then, um, and then what's great too is you guys will on occasion overlap, right? And so like when Steven does speak up about a lyric or something like that, it's like, let's listen to him because... Like there's a moment where he'll like jump in where it's like, otherwise he was just, he's like, I already did my part for a minute. Right. And and the same yeah, way happened yeah. with you, with you for him. So that's one of the things I really loved is, is how you guys give each other the space. And it's a really inviting space for a third person to come in. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I think particularly, and this is just because I come from like less of a pop background, more of an indie like songwriter thing. 
there's a lot of this, like if you're not struck or if the emotion, like it's easy to give up on a song if, cause you're like only writing about your experiences and your emotions. But when you, yeah. when you approach a song, um, with the intention of like, let's, let's, let's achieve a mood or something like that. Mm. I feel like there was a lot of like, just a mentality of like, if we can beat that, let's beat that, but let's run with the momentum. Like you guys are really good at keeping the momentum positive because I mean, I think maybe one, maybe one day we didn't finish a song and yeah. we came back. Right. But everything else we finished in a day would be like a matter of a few hours. And, yeah. and, um, and I think a lot of that was because it was like, if there's anything creeping in that might, that might halt the process, let's move on. Let's keep going and come back to it. And it always yes. gave us fresh eyes on maybe a verse that wasn't working yet. Or, um, maybe we were like, we don't need to do a double here. Like, you know, let's get back to the core. Like a lot of that stuff, it just felt like it was about the momentum and you guys keep a good pace. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. That's really interesting to, to hear from an outside, an outside perspective for yeah. sure. Like, and I guess, yeah, I guess I don't, I don't even know where, if we learned or where I, where we would have picked up any of those, like few things you like, you like clued in on. Um, but like, I'm always, I'm always like analyzing my process and seeing other people's processes and then like trying their processes out, like in my own, um, when like a session that's like, you know, maybe like, you know, that I'm running the production or whatever and, you know, trying things out that I liked and then, you know, looking at my, my process and like thinking like, how can I make it better or where, or are there things that I'm doing that are, that are like killing, you know, the momentum or like the inspiration, like how can I better, you know, because I, I feel like so much of, of running a session as a producer or as a top liner who's brought in, um, especially I'll speak to the producer side first, especially when you're the one bringing the production in and you're the one being like, Hey, here, let me get this vibe going for everyone. Your job is to make sure that everyone is inspired in the room to make sure that like whatever's happening, they're feeling the song with the production or the track, the demo kind of coming together and, and they're starting to see it revealed and, and it's, it's inspiring them and inspiring something in the artist you're with and the other top line you're with. Um, and so like, that's your first, like goal is like, I need to like make something happening here. Something needs to be coming out of these speakers that people are like excited about. And then like keeping that inspiration fresh and like that flow, um, keeping that flow for everyone, you know, and whether that means like, you know, eventually, so you get that vibe going and then you reach that point in the session where it's like, we don't quite know this. We're beating our head against the wall in this section. Like let's move to another one because like very often, like we might find, like we might just need to take a step away from this and let's like go into verse land or go into pre-chorus yeah. land or mm-hmm. whatever. And like, we might lyrically figure out what we're trying to say. Like we don't, fo- you know, in yeah, this that earlier so part many of the times, That happened so many times working with you guys, which, which was like, oh, I almost like this better. Like, I think, I think there was one of the, maybe it was the one that we didn't finish that day. Like we were going into it being like, you know, cause we've had all these other folk elements. Let's go in with a mandolin part and let's try something minor. Right. And it, and it was like kind of having a darker energy and it kind of just didn't fit the rest of the record. And so we're like, okay, cool. Well, let's just, let's just ditch the minor thing. Let's stick with what we're doing well, but let's keep the mandolin lead. Cause like that's, you know, and I think that ended up, yeah, yeah, I forget which track it was, but like maybe it was good, good life. It like, it ended up being, uh, you know, a good, uh, it's like, okay, cool. Like you can abandon 
bad ideas and, 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 Dude, and keep the good stuff. I'm learning that so much more and becoming so much more open to that. <laughs> good. Like the longer that I do this is just like, is just being like, that's not working. All right. Fuck it. Like, let's yeah. just like mute that, mute that, take that out. Like, is this not <laughs> yes. working? Is the BPM not working? Like, cause some, sometimes I used to be like, I used to sit there and, and, and be like, you know, letting this track stay, you know, in the room and noticing nothing's going well. Right. And then yeah. kind of like, let that like go to a point where people might be so like, Oh, over it that we're like, should we just start a new vibe completely? Right. But I've kind of clued into a little bit. And sometimes it is, that is the thing. Like, sometimes it's like, you know what, this, this is not the energy of like what the artist is feeling right now at all. So we're wrong. We need to start over. But like even taking a vibe that like, is like, there's elements that are right to it, but someone's getting weird to start like to be quicker and to be like, Hey, is this baseline working? Is this not working? Is this not working? Like be open to like throw anything away. Um, and just, just to find like, you're just trying to find like one thing to jump off on. Like, that's just like, how do you like to get, you're just trying to get to that, to that point initially. And like, and even throughout the song, you said be willing to just like throw away ideas you like and just yeah. maybe that's not it. Well, you know, I've been having um, a bit of that going on right now because so often for our music, it's like, okay, two guitar rock song, like, and this new record that we're working on for like Akimbo now, uh, there's all this stuff where it's like, all right, well, I have this lead part and I have this vocal part. And then I go back and I listen to maybe what we made or something that's more in the pop zone or something. And you're like, there's nothing on here. Like, this is just about the vocal. There's barely background stuff. It'll build up a little bit in the second verse, but, like, I just think, like, there's so many more, you know, um, I'm I'm right now having a, a lesson in simplicity because I'm, like, trying to write all these leads and stuff, and I'm thinking, like, this is, like, muddying the vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, it's funny. You can learn a lesson once, and you can also just keep learning it. Yeah. You know? Dude, I, I, yeah, I, I feel like, I mean... I think, I mean, there's def. I'm, I don't know. I just think no one's ever stops learning something about themselves or like yeah. taking something from someone else. And like, certainly like, I, I feel like I'm at least recently like very like aware, probably more aware than I ever have been of that, of that truth of like, yeah. I'm never going to stop learning. There's something to learn from everyone. There's like, and I don't know. I feel like coming at it from that, from that perspective of always like, being a student yeah. like makes it fun and like also gives yourself yourself a break so that you're not so hard on yourself. Like being like, man, I suck. It's just me. It's just whatever. <laughs> and being more like understanding the process and being like, Oh, like, you know, like it's just, you know, the, the wheels fell off today and that's fine. It happens. Right. Yeah. I had that conversation uh, with, um, you know, Lauren from wild and girl house. Um, I know wild. I'm not sure yeah. if I've met her, but I know, is it okay. Jacob? Yeah, uh, or yeah, yeah, Zachary, yes. Zach, Zachary, Zachary. Uh, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. Z- Zachary, um, my bad. Yeah, um, I, yeah, no, I, lo- I love their music. They have, they have some really killer songs. They're so good. What the thing that she had said was like uh, a lot of it was like when you get invited to these sessions, a lot of times you have this because you're collaborating, you have this um anxiety to kind of like produce so much to like to like bring so much to the table. But it's like you're already in the room. Like that, let that be enough, and like that'll give you the space, right, to like contribute when yeah. you have to. But like, there's a reason you're there. And not to, to panic about that so much, you know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. And then the same can be said about, about everyone in the room. Like everyone yeah. in the room deserves to be there right. too. And like, dude, I know some days and it's so funny, like, you know, I try to be aware of this, but there's some days where like, you know, I can be heavy handed, you know what I mean? You leave, you come out, I try, I try to, I try to be more present now that I, I can kind of uh, avoid those situations or, yeah. or realize like, Oh, oh you're, you're doing the thing where like, 
you're steering too hard and like, you got to let, cause, cause very, mm. I would say more often than more often than not in, 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 uh, production, my production and writing career, the best part of a song, the coolest part of a song, my favorite part of something that happened, whether it be a chorus or a lead line or just the way yeah. the, my favorite songs, rarely can I ever attest that success to something I did. Interesting. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like always, it's always like the collective or it's always those sessions where you feel like you're, you, you were just like riding this wave <laughs> together with these uh-huh. people. And it just came together. It's like, I don't think I can think of one example of a song or one of my favorite songs like that doesn't somehow feel like a beautiful, like accident. Like I can't think of any one of my, you know, you know, songs I'm most proud of that. It was like me, like, so like zoned in and like, <laughs> yeah. re- like leading the ship and like not listening to people and being like, what a humble you know? way to approach it. Right. Like that's, that's the most humbling thing. You're like, no, this wasn't me. And that's what I think that maybe mentality is what, why you work so much, why you and excuse me, Steven together are like such a good force. Right. Cause it's about the collective or riding the wave in the moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. When, when all things are good and you yeah. that day when you're like, when you're like, I have this melody, I have this idea, like, it's so good. It's so good. Like I need to see it through when you're in this, like, and you're going so hard and just like, it just never works. It yeah. like just never works. It's like, I, it just always the, and you never know what you're going to get when you start a session, especially when you're working with it's, especially when you're working with other artists, yeah. you, you can have an idea of their, of their, the songs that they, they have, um, maybe even some demos they are working on have an idea of like, Oh, this is what we're going to do. But like very, like, it's so funny. So often it's, it's just that. like that person comes in and they're yeah. like, well, I'm actually feeling like this thing. And you're like, you had this thing kind of prepped and you had this <laughs> idea of what it was going to be. And it used to kind of like frustrate me or throw me. Mm-hmm. And now I just kind of come at it as in like, dude, I, I, I have no idea probably what's going to happen today. Right. And that's fine. Like you come and being like, Oh, I'm going to write like this EDM song. They're like, dude, actually I'm really into pop punk right now. And you're like, all right, cool. Here we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. And that's <laughs> like, so once you kind of accept that, it's just like, everything's just a fun surprise and you just kind of ride it and just, yeah. and, and see where it goes. And, and it's that it's, it's that perspective coming from when I'm producing and writing for other people that I try and I'm trying you know, constantly to bring into my own artist sessions yeah. to bring that. Cause you know, it's different when it's your thing, like it's your ego attached to your project. And so often I feel like I do some of my best work for other people. And How do you because feel about that? I've taken that my, right? dude, hey, you know, it's all, it's all, it's all, um, yeah, dude, I don't care. I mean, Good. I just want to write really great songs. I don't mm-hmm. care who they're for. I don't, I don't, my, my band, I don't have to be in the bands that have the best songs. Like uh-huh. I'm cool with giving my best song away to someone else. Cause it's still, I'm still so, proud of it and it's uh and you love what you're doing i love what i'm doing i mean yeah. I, have, I have like my my folder you know two folders uh in 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 my uh notes that are like songs you wrote for other people and then like twin xl and depending on the time or like the season of what what's going on creatively i find myself like clicking on one of those folders more than the other one yeah. you know sometimes uh-huh. i'm like super vibed up on what I'm doing in my project. And sometimes like my favorite songs that I'm writing at this one period, are just the ones I'm doing for other people. I'm like, yeah. that's where I'm finding, um, like joy or at least creative success. Well, let me ask you an adjacent question. So, so do you, um, going into your sessions, do you have any, like outside of music, any, any rituals or any daily routines that you have to do to like be in the right mindset or is there anything that like, you're like, Ooh, I don't know if I'm ready to, cause, cause it's basically, 
you know, for people who are listening who who might not be doing it, I mean, it's a it's a pretty focused and pretty long experience to be, you know, in a writing day. It's like you you are supposed to be like have this have this outpour of of a mix of creativity mm-hmm. and um and like productive prowess. And I think sometimes may you know, and it's and it's time consuming too. So I think, you know, I, I know I see in the gym a lot. Which I'm very yeah. happy they're open again. That's delightful. Same. But like, but like, what are the things that you do to clear your head for that uh, for that moment? Yeah. No. Well, that's like my first my first like thing box I need to check any day. But especially if I'm writing, it's like I need to go work out. Yeah. And like that's it's mostly because it's just therapy for me. It's mm-hmm. just like the most it, it it's like the one time of day that I. I'm focused on such like a simple task um, that you're, you just, your entire presence is just focusing on like whatever you're doing that day, like lifting yeah. this way, lifting that way, running, whatever it is at that, that day. It's like, it's, it's like, I love to start my day that way. It's, I always start my day with at, at the gym or on a run or something. And I think it's just that like moving meditation that, that gets me that like, that gets me to, you can't think about too much. I mean, there's some days you can, and you just, you're not performing well, but like you, right. you, all you can think of is what's in front of you. And you're just so present in that. And then when I leave the gym, I just feel so like, um, in my body and like present in my day. Um, and I feel like that, that's like a first thing. Um, and then, you know, for a while and, and, and I'm, I'm, I've been getting bad about it. I was pretty good for a couple months. I was doing like 10 minute meditations, short mm-hmm. meditations, um, just guide There's this app called headspace. A friend told me about that. I thought was really was great. using it earlier today. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. it's really great. I missed mine today. I miss, I ruined my streak. You know, I'm they, doing, <laughs> yes. Right. I know that's the worst is like, they could have you literally, uh, in, in addiction mode to meditation, right? Cause they got you looking like, like an addict, like waiting for his chip to get 30 days. Yeah, It's, it's actually really helpful because it's like so many things in our app world are like trying mm-hmm. to addict us and gamify us, but to our demise, to yes. like our emotional and like attentions demise, right. Uh, you know, trying to steal our attention constantly. And this is like the one thing that's like used that like evil, <laughs> you know, notification, you know, algorithm mm-hmm. to my benefit. You right, know, that, that you're like, like, oh, you're like meal planning this. app. Those are the only two that'll, <laughs> yeah. Like there's like a few things and like, that's like one way that I feel like I'm like technology, like, Hey, th- here's one way that like technology has actually been used to yeah. like, to, to, you know, cre- create a better life experience for someone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, m- I messed up my, my streak. There was for a while I was going really strong, but that's one thing that for a minute was like, really, it's funny. You get, um, I think so- a lot of songwriters get, uh, a little superstitious. Like we get superstitious when we have good weeks, like, yeah. Oh man. Like I meditated and I did this and I did this. And like, that's, you know, I have to have a banana every day. Cause like, that's when I write the best songs or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and for a minute I was like really, really swearing by like, dude, I need it. If I don't meditate, like I can't do, I was kind of, cause I was, I did really like the way it felt. And I was just like learning it for the first time. And now I'm giving myself a bit more grace and like missing it and stuff like that. I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person who I like get very, I'm like, feel like I'm always trying, like a truth seeker. I'm always trying to find like the best meal plan, the best source of, of caffeine and nutrients, the best <laughs> routine and stuff. And like, when I just finally unlock something, I'm like, it's this, it's this, it's always been this, it's this meditation. <laughs> I need this every day. And then eventually, you know, you kind of, you know, 
find balance and Break something stick and stay yeah, in your yeah. life and some or just yeah just trying to be like all right well okay i'm, I'm the same i'm always on yeah. some kick i'm like writing yeah. a list i'm like this week i'm i'm uh, i'm not complaining this week and then like wednesday i'm like that one didn't work <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly yeah i think a lot of dude i think a lot of creatives are, are like that i just feel like you know you start a session and it's always like very often everyone just you know just kind of uh airing out their life or their mm-hmm. anxieties or whatever and just I, I just think it's so funny so often and just we are all so similar right? i sit it's down with writers and get with that first 30 minute chat i'm like man we're all like so freaking similar um, i know i've been i've been attributing a lot of that to um for me it's like uh well, we don't have like regular nine to fives. So when you are a creative person, there's like, a, there's a ton of work to do and it's really kind of hard to structure it, you know, unless you have a thing in front of you, you're like, I'm supposed to be doing a lot of stuff, but because there is no real actual deadline, it's really hard to, to yeah. know what to put first, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Dude. Um, yeah. No, that, that's like, yeah, you got to find a way to structure to find your, like find your own structure in your day yeah like um while also because it's funny i I have a bunch of you know a lot of my friends don't you know they work nine to five they're like oh well like you don't like actually work or like actually have a job yeah and i'm like i'm like yeah okay i mean fair (laughs) maybe in a different maybe we work a little bit less hour wise than other people but also it's because like i don't think writing a song for nine hours monday through friday set would work i mean it just it just no. doesn't it doesn't work like that i like i even like i even just feel like sessions should like always be under like five or six hours like they should be in that period if like anything that starts going longer like you got to catch another day unless you're like it's going longer because something's going so yeah, sick yeah. and everyone's so energized that you're yeah. like let's go but like often but i feel like that's yeah that's the definitely it, um its own like trick in itself is learning yeah. like how to like create your own schedule and the to create like now I, I feel like for the longest time I applied the rules of that we learn, you know, we learn as kids and which kind of give us ready for our nine to five existence. I tried to apply those sort of rules and structure to my production life. Like it's Monday okay. through Friday, this time to this time, I need to get this done today. This is exactly what I'm working on. It's, it's in the exact chronological order of like what I just finished is what I'm working on okay. and tried to be very, and I found a lot of frustration in that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, like not a lot of success sometimes in that, like me being so strict on like, well, I really want to jump on that thing I wrote, you know, yesterday, but I know I have this production to wrap up from like last week, mm-hmm. but like, I really like want to work on this thing right now, but I know I should just get this done. Like even without a deadline, just being like, I want to like kind of work in this order. And I I feel like I'm not sure if it was during the pandemic where I started realizing like, I'm actually going to like chase what I'm, inspired by if i start opening up something and i'm not doing good work on it right you know and i'm like i'm like this is not the day for it and, and then there's something, something else, else on my hard drive uh-huh. i'm like dude i'm gonna jump on that i'm just gonna work yeah. on that good and i think i get better work done and i actually think i get more done by doing that like you know yeah. trying to stick of course not not like pushing a demo off for months where someone's like yo where's this demo right like there's some reality you have to like <laughs> live in with that but just you know everything does get done when i come at it a little bit more that way yeah, I, like, I think it's better uh, work. I think that for for the one that I'm going to try to that I'm currently this week on my my current self help journey of this week is yeah. uh, <laughs> is uh, uh, I just read that it's like the, whatever what's the thing in your head because you got to get fifty things done 
that's giving you the most anxiety because it's been floating out there for the longest. Mm. Start with that because it's going to alleviate the rest of them. You'll be more creative and you'll be more like attuned for Dude. the rest of it. So I think I'm going to start with like, so that made me go like, okay, it's, it's Texas time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Right. <laughs> Wait, that's a really interesting approach. So they're saying like, all right, if you've gotten to a point where you've procrastinated so much <laughs> yeah. on one thing in particular, a few things, mm-hmm. And it is getting to that point where it's like that, like stressor, like yeah. just get it done. And, yes. and yeah, that's, that's interesting. I like that. I might have to steal that. Go for it. Um, this <laughs> is funny. This is funny because I have all, like, I have a bunch of stuff written down that I would love to talk to you about, but in a way where oh. we're just dipping in a very specific zone. And I kind of like that. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to show you another thing that, um, that I liked that I noticed that was different between you and I when, when we were writing together. Um, and it was just that like, when you pick up a guitar, there's like a natural inclination to go somewhere that you always go, you know? Mm. And so like for me, I would like naturally go to like 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 pentatonic minor, you know? So I would be in this zone. So like if you and I were gonna play the same exact thing, yeah, like that thing, I remember like you going straight to the major. You know, like like my hand would be down here if we're both in C and I'd be doing like and you would go both. Yep. Right. And, yes. and it's just a mentality, you know, it's like, we're playing the same notes, but it's funny that like where your head goes and where your hands go and right. Like certain yeah. licks will just come out because that's just like anatomy. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's that physicality thing that like, yeah, no, it's the same thing on piano for me. Like, that's what I was going to know, ask. like, yeah, you have your same like shapes and chords and like, I've been trying to get like trying to avoid my transpose button as often as I can sometimes okay. and like to, and to just be like, what key am I in? And like, you know, I, cause I don't know piano theory very well. I mean, yeah. I, I know guitar a little bit better. Um, but like I, you know, so often and for speed, especially maybe if you're in a session, mm-hmm. um, it's like, Oh, we're in B flat. I'm like, shit, I don't know. Shift, just B shift flat very well. And I'll like transpose and play an A. Cause like, I like playing an A that's how like my hands I'm used to. Uh-huh. Like that's my key. Everyone has their key. Um, and I'll just shift it to A, but, uh, maybe not in the middle of a session where I'm trying to keep the flow, but like when I'm doing production days and myself, I try to be like, don't press that button because then, you know, I'm going to learn this key and I might hit something yeah. that I don't always, I'm out of my, like my zone and I'm going to surprise myself and something yeah. cool might happen. I love that. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. um, that's exactly what, you know, it, it just interested me to, to it just rem- like, Cause I just, you know, we both would pick up a guitar and be like, you, you go for melody stuff. You go for melody stuff. Right. And naturally yeah. my hand goes straight to like where I can like play bluesy solos, but your hand goes straight to a place that I think might be better for like melodic voicings, right. For like writing mm. vocals on a guitar. And, uh, n- not that one's better or worse, but it was just a, something that I was like, okay, remember that, like, just hold on to that because, and, and so I've done that, you know, a little bit down the line, it's like, you know if this is a difficult thing or if you want to play it differently, I don't know, maybe try an open tuning, maybe capo it and do it differently. Like yeah. that stuff will, it'll unlock a different, a different shape. Dude. And, 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 but like, likewise on the other side, like, um, like there's just certain types of music or certain references of stuff that I get for projects that are either coming in or like, you know, if we're working on sync music, people are, you know, listening for want stuff in a certain lane and saying like, mm-hmm. Hey, I think you should do this thing. It sounds like black keys. And I'm always like, I don't, I don't play like black keys. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't play like, <laughs> I love black keys. I think it's awesome. Like I, but that's so I, like, funny. Cause they're always my reference for, for a sync thing that gets sent in. They're always the brief. <laughs> it's always, yeah. It's like, it's like this. I'm like, dude, I don't do that very well. I can, 
if I want to do it really well, I think I can. I just got to like, I, I know I can. I just got to clue myself in. Mm-hmm. But then so often I'm just like, I'm so often like, man, it's like, who's the dude to play those riffs? Can I get a, a couple like drum starts over to that person? Especially, you know, nowadays, like, can they riff some stuff? Cause sure. that, that is them. Like that's their like vibe and like their thing. And like, can I tap into that? Or like, should I try to like make my version of it? Cause anytime I try to make my version of black keys, oh, it I sounds like, like a bad karaoke track <laughs> of black keys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm like, I want to get that. Like I want to get that energy, but like, those tendencies are so not mine. Yeah, I know. And it's so daunting when you just go like, cause you're like, music is huge. Like, mm. like if I look at my Instagram feed or my related mm. artists, like what I'm listening to on Spotify, I, 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 it feels so small. It feels like, well, these are all the people I see all the time and this is what I'm used yeah. to. And all this music sounds, if not the same, quite similar along the same vein. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to just have somebody else's phone handed to me and I had like their algorithm working, it would be like, it would, I would be like, I forgot this stuff exists. And sometimes it's daunting. Cause you're like, I don't know if I'm as good as anybody, <laughs> you know, cause yeah. it's like totally not your world. <laughs> Dude, that that's so true. I wish there was, I mean, I guess you can follow someone's playlist, but also mm-hmm. playlist that it'd be so fun if you could just share your algorithm with someone like on Spotify, if they're right. just like share your daily radar with someone. So it's not mm-hmm. like you're not asking your friend, like make me a playlist or cause that's, that has a different psychology yeah, to it. Totally. Yeah. That has a psychology of like, I'm making a playlist for this uh-huh. purpose or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you might, whatever, but just like, I would be curious to be like, what's your release radar? Yeah, what's, what's your, your release algorithm? radar? What's your, yeah. What's your, and that's like the truest sense of who you are without like you <laughs> affecting it. They yeah. should like, I don't know. We should talk to, do we know anyone? We should talk to, you know, I'll call, I'll call up Mr. Spotify. Yeah. Should, yeah. Yeah. Be like, hey, hey, I got a great idea. Allie Hagendorf, I know you're not listening to this. Um. <laughs> I know you're not listening to this, but if you are, just create a little button. Say share your share yeah. your uh, release radar, your your algorithm with a friend. And I would love to jump into like, dude, oh my god, like how cool would it be if like if if like Jack Antonoff or like or, or Ryan Tedder, the people that I yeah. love in this world, could share their, their algorithm, their algorithm with them. So I can just be like, where, wh- what's their world? We're onto something. That was the first to? thing I thought of was like, what if they like the way, like they're like, check out Obama's playlist. Like what if they were like, Hey everybody, you can follow this algorithm today. And they, they can yeah, make, follow his algorithem. Like actually get in. <laughs> Dude, it'd be really fun. I would, I would do it. I'd be like, I could just tap in. I would tap into all my favorite, producer yeah. stuff and oh dude in a weird way i mean shit that could be so revealing and like so in so many ways because you know i was talking to a friend a producer friend about this you know a few weeks ago just saying how you know, the music that's coming out right now was always written like a year ago i mean maybe right. it, and the time spans are getting shorter and shorter now i think people are writing stuff yeah. and getting it out quicker but right. there's something to be said about like the stuff that's coming out now was inspired by music that a producer was listening to like maybe about a year ago and a vibe they were on and it's always moving forward. Uh And so at any given time you're hearing what's coming out and you're like, Oh man. And and a lot of people, especially in the pitch game, people who are trying to pitch at other artists are listening to what's now and trying to emulate that. And then, well, you see this, this vibe they're on, like Mm -hmm. that's what people want. And I think so often you might just miss the boat. It might be like, well, that was a year ago. Right. So if you could in live real time be tapping into like Jack Antonoff or Ryan Tedder or, you know, any of these, you know, big writer producers algorithm anytime, like you could be seeing the future a little bit of like, yeah, oh shit, they're listening to this, this, and this, and I'm going to be inspired in the same exact time as they are on certain things. And that's an amazing point. Right. Yeah. 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 You're basically, it's, and it's, and it's, that's in line with 
TikTok and Twitch and all all of our versions of like of fishbowling life right now, right? All all everybody's yeah. version of like not curating things and having things be more um in real time because of our short attention spans. That feel I feel like I can't drop this episode because because we're gonna lose a lot of money if we don't capitalize <laughs> on this. <laughs> Dude, right? Hire us, Spotify. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh, dude. Yeah, that's really that's really interesting. I know for for me right now, I keep tapping into. I've been listening to like a lot of like early two thousands, like Michelle Branch oh, and yeah. like Avril Lavigne and mm-hmm. like stuff like that. That I'm like, I was working, I, I was working with a an artist a few weeks ago, and I was curious because they're all teenagers. I was curious as mm. to like, what references am I going to get for this? And this, that, the other. And, and I, and I was surprised I get this, this playlist from their management of like the vibes are on. And it was like Natalie and Bruglia. It was like, there was Avril Lavigne songs. There was like Michelle, it was like all that stuff. And I was right. like, Whoa, like this came around. Is this coming around? And I'm sitting there. I'm like, wait, dude, this person wasn't even born when complicated by Avril Lavigne came out. That's a trip. So like, that's, I'm like, man, that's like the same way that like I was born in 91. If I was, that's like the way that like the cure sounded to me probably. Totally. Like when right. I was a teenager, by the time I was 14, I was like, the cure is awesome. Yeah. And it's like, well, that song came out when I was like one or uh-huh. like, you know, Friday I'm in love or, or like letters to Elise like that. I wasn't even alive for that mm-hmm. one kind of thing. And right. the way no, that, that felt to me, I was like, this is so cool. Um, Cause it's like the past that is the way that some is that way that people feel about music that now, you know, I was alive for, which is, which is uh, a trip, but if someone had was able to tap into my algorithm, they would be like, "He's listening to a lot of Avril Lavigne right now. What's what's going on with John? Yeah, is he okay?" It's kind of a silly to think <laughs> that like throwback could be as early as like two. Uh, could could be like 2011 at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. Now we're reaching the time where we're it's which is awesome, which is so cool as a <laughs> as a as as a writer producer. It's cool to now have that that scope of so much of this, the nostalgia that's going to be tapped into moving on and moving yeah. forward. Um, I was like alive for, I was like experiencing like in real time, like how sick skater boy was when it came out. <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, Oh, I, I understand this energy. Like I'm like transported when I listen to the song and like, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's really, it's, it's, I think a benefit of age and, yeah. uh, as you progress in music, you know, you have that a wider lens. Yeah, cool. And then but, you, uh, look at that. You guys end up being, you guys end up referencing the same thing, even though you guys were born at different times. Like a so collective like, conscious, weird, so weird. Phoebe Bridgers had a had a tweet that made me laugh. That was like uh, Gen Z would have loved Passion Pit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so, it's like there's only th- you know five years off or whatever, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but like, kind of true. Kind of true. <laughs> That's so funny. Um. Okay. Dude, congrats on the on the now placement. By the way, that's so fun. Speaking of throwbacks, yeah, dude, that's, right. it, we're I'm, so, I'm like it's like a bucket list. I remember, I remember now three, four. I mean, I think I'm probably alive for now one, but like I remember when now was in single digits. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Really cool. And then it, what is it, seventy eight? I'm on now 78. Yep. I can always say I was on now 78. Yeah, I need uh, to go buy one. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to, I got to do that. Uh, yeah. You can go to target. I mean, that's, that's the, one of the coolest things to see it on a compilation, probably at target. Right? I should be, I, and I was just thinking, I was like, I'm just gonna order it, but I'm like, maybe I should go see it. I mean, I should go, you know, actually grab it off a shelf. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, yeah. so I'll, I'll, um, I'm going to bump this backwards. Cause I do have, you know, in, in my list of questions, I probably won't get to yeah. it, but, uh, 
one of the things that I think is like an interesting thing, having been in the Somerset and being in the kind of the pop punk scene, and then you guys had a gap between that and Twin XL. Um, one of the, like, how did you navigate through like, you know, maybe your identity being super wrapped up in this band that's not going to keep working, right? And then like mm. finding something new, like like how did you navigate through that time in between two projects? Because because the compliment I need to pay you is that. I don't know if I've seen a more perfect like indie band launch than Twin XL. You guys got, did everything right. Like it, it felt very. I don't know what you attribute that to. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that after. But but I was kind of curious. Yeah, first first, what uh, how'd you guys had how, how did you personally work through that that period of time? Uh, so from a personal or creative, I guess personal and creative yeah aspect. Um, man, I think well, pers- personally, there's there's no experience like having your entire identity not professionally even i mean just as a person walking this earth from 17 years old to i think at the time the somerset was done was like i was 26 maybe yeah um so almost a decade and like everything i was to everyone the way i was introduced to new people from old friends totally he's in this band it's this band i know that band like and and that is your entire life and especially at a young age it's not like it's not like i had developed my own identity as myself and then at Mm -hmm. 25 i became successful in something it was like i was a teen i was 17 just you're so young like just like getting the idea of who i was at that age you know totally um and it was basically just there was no it was just like there was that was just what i was like that was just it it took it takes over it took over over every aspect of my life at such a young age it was just like my entire identity was wrapped so closely to it um so at 26 that all of a sudden not being the case it was hard it was like a really it was a really um like seismic shift in my own um ego my own like how i saw myself and perceived myself because and to be honest like right at the beginning it was like my my inner monologue was definitely like was like what what am i like as just myself yeah. really kind of like da- you're down on yourself a little bit like your your inner demons are sort of just like are like you're not this anymore everyone yeah. loved you for this everything good that happened to you was because of this this is who you were and everything you have was because of that and now you don't have that anymore and you kind of feel a little bit like you're like f- floating out to sea without like you know without a life jacket you're sort of like dude like what yeah. do i where do, where do I grab on? So that was crazy. Um, that was definitely rough. That was, yeah, like I mean, hard, I, I asked that selfishly year. because I've been through moments like that, like this year, essentially, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and having a, a band member leave and, and having, mm-hmm. you know, we had a, our management we're not working with anymore and our agent we're not working with anymore. And I just, I had a moment this year where I was, and, and my, and Colin just moved to Virginia. Like I had a moment mm-hmm. where I was like, I was on this team of six people and we were doing amazing. And yeah, I would always show up to a party and it was like, Oh, here's this guy. Right. And this is what he does. And you're so used yeah. to that. And the first thing people do is ask you, how's the band going? And if you really analyze that, you're like, I am sad when I think about this, you know? Yes. And it's yeah. a really, and you have to like pick yourself up by your own bootstraps and be like, who am I outside of this? It's kind of terrifying. <laughs> it is. It's terrifying. And you have to, it's like, it's like when you, I'm assuming it's like when, uh, you know, uh, someone's been in a really long relationship or. Right a divorce or anything and you you have to make those rounds of your circles where there's people who haven't found out that you're not a thing yet and yeah. so you're sort of like 
always kind of having to relive the like, oh, so how's how's this person? And you're like, yeah. oh, fuck. And you're like, yeah. well, we're not together anymore. And it's the same thing. And you might be that. Yeah. And it's like sad and you're, you're it's like, you, it's inevitable. And so yeah. it makes that, the, that transition even harder, <laughs> but it's something you just have to, you just have to go through. Everyone so has to, through. you have to go through it when you have a huge like thing like that happen in your life when yeah. you're known for one thing and that's no longer the case. So personally, yeah, it was rough. And I don't even know, you know, when, I don't, I can't even put a timestamp on how long that lasted before I like came out of it or, um, mm. I mean, I know I'm totally over it now. Right. Like I'm totally, like I've totally, I don't know when that happened. I can't put like a, a year on it or how long exactly, you just but it's just it. like one day after, yeah, one day after yeah. another and slowly you just become, I think, uh, like at peace with it. And yeah. n- like I said, not even like at peace, like it's like there was this moment I was like, I was like outside in the park meditating and I found peace with it. It's like, it's just <laughs> this like the whole, this like weird, just eventually yeah. you kind of wake up one day and you're like, Oh, like I got totally look at this <laughs> right. completely differently now. Yeah. So that Amazing. was, um, yeah, that was, and then c- creatively that, um, you know, what I was, what me and Steven were so lucky at that point was that we had already s- started sowing the seeds of production and writing for other people. Yeah in those last years of the summer set, we'd already started doing that and dipping our toes in that. And so, you know, it's really rough on someone. If like your only source of creativity is the band, like it was Mm -hmm. for us for a period of time. And then that's taken. And then you have no one to work with, nothing to do. Right. uh, And you're just like, and then a lot of people are forced into a corner of like, shit, I have to make my new thing. Like I have to make, I have to sit by on this computer and make my new thing now. Right. You had that. You diversified first. I got to just go yeah. and be like, well, this isn't a thing anymore. And I'm super sad about this, but I'm getting a bunch of emails about this person who wants to work with me, this person for their mm-hmm. project. I have no ego. And it was just fun to just go in and be like, and doing sync stuff too. Like I'm making an EP sure. like this, this week, I'm making an EP for this person. I'm having a session with this person this week. And to just do, I was able to remain creative, um, but not associated with my first band. And then not also having the pressure of having, the only option being to make music for myself because there was no way yeah. in hell. And I think we attempted like once or twice me and Steven, but it, before we realized like we're not emotionally or mentally in a place to, to say we're making a new project. It's going to sound like this and we're going at it. Uh-huh. Um, I was in no place to do that at all. Like I couldn't have, you know what I mean? You're just so, and some people might go out of a band break and be like, so inspired. They did that. I was just not, I was just like, I just want to work on music for other people right now. Like, I don't want to think about Mm -hmm. me, what I, what represents me, what music speaks to who I am. Cause it starts getting heady. And when we did try to do it, it was just like overthought. And it was like, what are the Somerset fans going to want from me? What are they going to think this? Like, is this too pop? You end up thinking too many steps ahead before just writing a song or something. Right. It didn't feel good. It wasn't, it just didn't feel good. So we were like, people like, are you going to make a new project? You're going to make a new project. I was like, dude, I'm in no, mental state to do that mm-hmm. um yeah. at all and and so twin xl was born by accident yeah. and that's the only way that it, it would have it was going to happen mm-hmm. was oh it's right stuff um for sync really it was really, really how it started and it ended up being like one song was pretty uh, some of the songs are pretty synky if you listen to them but a lot of them were are just not that obvious thing uh-huh. and so in a way way we sort of failed like <laughs> in, one, in one regard yeah yeah in one regard kind of <laughs> failed that and then 
um, it was our single good. That was one of the first ones written. And it had been like a year since we wrote it. And I just was so proud of just that record, like how it sounded, mm-hmm. how it felt. And I just always would be driving home from the gym, listening to that, like all the time. And then it finally was just like, this song just feels like it belongs on, like, it feels like it was already a hit. Like it already sounds like it was already like an alt hit. Yeah. I feel and that's that. what I pitched. Yeah. yeah. That's like what I pitched to, to my manager and to Cameron and Steven. I was just like, mm-hmm. does it not just sound like in some weird alternate universe, this was a big song. And they're yeah. like, dude, it is. It's a really cool song. I was like, let's do, we should like really do this. And, uh, and yeah, and we ended up, you know, getting really lucky with it. That's amazing, man. I mean, that's, that's, that's how I feel about that song, but that's, yeah, that's one of those things. Like, uh, there was one of those songs off the new Vampire Weekend record that I was like, "Is this not? Has this not been a song for forever?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right? That's a, that's a weird intrinsic thing where you're like, "Okay, we got to capitalize on this." But that's the yeah. compliment I wanted to pay to you. Is uh, you guys always the whole time Twin XL happened? It felt like all the right steps were taken, like like playing the right first handful of shows. Like that felt very intentional. And then like, mm-hmm. um, putting out, you know single to EP in the right order and just like making sure I just felt like they're so, you know, and maybe you would feel differently, but like, I felt like as an observer and a friend, there were so few missteps. They were just like, and it, and it got you guys to a great place of, um, I just think, you know, you guys have like really carved out a space where it's like, when I want to hear this kind of music, I go to the twin XL page, you know? Yeah. And, Dude, well, uh, thank you. Of course. And then all the visuals are curated very well to match that too. And anyway, yeah, that I appreciate that. And like, it's funny to think about it a reverse as, cause now I don't remember it a hundred percent, my state of mind <laughs> at that point. But of course everything was done with intention. Like mm-hmm. we do everything in our lives with intention. Um, I don't know. I don't remember it being like a, like this, like, you know, bored with like the string and the, <laughs> and the images and this like well, well thought out genius in a basement with moment. Your, just smoking, yeah. chain smoking. Yeah. <laughs> chain smoking cigarettes, like whole, like, montage you know a movie montage of us planning this release but like yeah um we definitely it felt really i mean i was just like damn am i just getting like so lucky or making right moves but i was so excited to to start that project and it started off really well and it was also my first time like visually for music videos like the summer set we didn't we weren't a music video band and we didn't we kind of always would, and we are young too. And mm-hmm. I don't think I understood what I would want to do visually with the music. And, and also I, all types of music are different. It's, it's twin XL kind of provided some music bed that kind of was like, Oh man, I can like, I actually can really think of a visual with this one where right. some Somerset stuff was just, it was, it's just a different energy of the music. And I don't think it maybe tickled that, that like inspiration in me that I didn't know I even had. But then mm-hmm. when twin XL became a thing, it's like, we should make some videos. And I've just found myself becoming like, so excited by that aspect of a band that I had never been able to like flex that muscle. I didn't even know right. I had that muscle right. until twin XL. And I was like, you know, meeting up with a video director and I was like ha- having these ideas and like putting my stamp on, I was like, Whoa, this is something I really love doing to the point that it's funny. I have multiple friends now reach out to me about music videos and right. visuals, yeah. like, which is so funny. Like just like, Hey man, can I send you a couple songs? Like, I know you have such a great eye for that stuff. You like just if anything comes to mind or anything, I'm like, that's so cool. You're like, I'm a consultant now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm a, I'm like, this is, that's so like such a cool compliment, um, to get, you know, but I love it. Uh, yeah, that's great, man. Okay. Well, 
I uh, we breezed past the forty five minute mark, so I'm gonna hit you with my lightning round that I ask everybody. That's fine. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Um, okay, so can you tell me? So I'm just gonna put out a couple things and just you tell me a big lesson you've learned about about any of these things. So it's a big lesson you've learned about production. Well, you touched on it earlier. Less is more, mm, and when okay. you're doing something, make sure every part is awesome and perfect. Um, don't just throw a bunch of stuff in. Like mm. less is more. I love that. Uh, what about collaborating? Listen, listen to the room. Nice. Uh, what about sync? Sync. Um, oh my God. That's so funny. Uh, keep it, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it really simple and space, space, yeah. like keep space in the track. Keep it simple. Keep the lyric simple. Make sure the track has space. And make sure that there's all these little hooks that the instrumental is really hooky and the per, there's hooky per, percussion. And it's just like all these little tiny hooks everywhere. Right. But yeah. the song, keep it, keep the song simple. It's not necessarily like kind of music you're going to like sit down at a songwriter night and people are going to like tear up and listen to the song, <laughs> but the records and the recordings can be really fun and really cool yeah. and they can build in really fun ways. So space, simple. Yeah. One of the things that, by the way, just an aside that I remembered yeah. about, uh, like working on the thing that we were trying to make, we were trying to make a really uplifting record, right? Just like folk mm-hmm. pop, super uplifting. And I liked how it would be like, we'd throw out line ideas and even, um, we might be saying the song, this, we might be saying the same thing, right? It might be like, I like, you know, I, I would say, I would say something like, I never want this to stop. Right. And, and something like that. Right. And you were just like, I don't even want the word never in this line. I always want this to keep going. Like even that, mentality um well that was a that was a huge eye-opening thing to me because to me I, you know before that i would have been like well it's the same thing but you're like no you're planting an emotion more than a line in somebody's yeah right um, so you, you in that like saying like well the only reason i could see myself or like in like i never wanted this yeah yeah like just i want to say that but without saying that or also sometimes i would use in a sync context i'd be like don't say never yeah. But I never want because it's ne- it has like a negative. You're coming in it from like a negative. <laughs> right. Like, don't do that to me. Where you can just be like, I don't know. That, do this depending on the project. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's um, funny. But I loved that. That that like distilled an idea to me. That that stuck with me a lot. There's there's one of the another example of and, a thing that stuck. And there's with other me. applications of that for sure too. Yeah, like in other music. So, yeah, I like that. Um, okay, what about a big lesson you've learned from an art an, another artist? Maybe somebody you've toured with or something. Big, um, treat your opening bands well, mm-hmm. treat them well. The industry is long career. Your arc <laughs> of your career is long. Um, not only for a selfish, you know, reason like that to say like, I might meet these people on the way down. Sure. So I should be nice. <laughs> but, um, just because like it, depending on, we've all been the opening band and we've all mm-hmm. been treated like shit by some, you know, uh, some other people. <laughs> and just for that alone, karmically, like treat the opening bands really well. And also just because like, holy shit, how many people have opened for my band that have like completely eclipsed me career wise, like <laughs> totally. numerous times. Yes. So I know watch- bands well. Yeah. I'm watching one half. We played a festival. Uh, and I was like, there's this band at midnight that played. And I, I, I was like, these guys are, these guys are cool. And I, you know, I didn't, we didn't chat cause I just had other friends there and stuff and it's day glow. And he's now like ah. having a, a amazing Dude. moment. And I love ah. his music. That music's so good. It's so good. Um, so good, man. But it was, it was so random and it, that, you know, there's, there's a lesson there, which is like, 
try, you know, try and meet all these guys. Who knows? They might be great people making cool stuff, you know? Dude, you never know. You yeah. never know who, who is, who is. So treat opening bands well. Treat even the kid. I remember Alec Benjamin uh, stood in line for a meet and greet for the summer set mm. um, and handed me, you know, a collection of songs, like a couple songs. Yeah. Uh, in like 2015. And I remember listening to it and being like, this is really special. Um, and, you know, th- here, here is extremely successful, totally. incredible songwriter. And he was yeah. doing, doing the work, dude. He was like going and passing his demo CD out to everyone. And, it's, it's cool. You never know who, you never know who, uh, who is, uh, who you're going to meet or where they are now, what they're going to become. And just, yeah. especially just in the band thing, just tree opening bands. Well, we've Love all been that. like, you know, Love it. All right. Here's my last, my last question is, uh, Oh, here's one actually. Uh, what's a big lesson you've learned? Have you learned anything from, uh, from like the space that the Somerset had with, uh, like the LGBTQ community? Cause you and Jesse both, did you guys carve that space out? like intentionally how much of that was um you know part of your guys like identity as a band you know, for somerset yeah so i wasn't wait did i i think i i was out the last record of the somerset oh, just wow. came okay. out years before uh-huh. uh, just came out years before me and i think she could probably speak to that even more in that context but like she was i mean just from an outside perspective and as a gay person like myself looking at what she did was like so incredible and so beyond sort of my experience when she came out she was like mm. open about it and like and i'm not sure personally you know if she was if she felt totally comfortable at that time or kind of felt a little bit like i'm not sure if i'm ready to talk about this but she right. did and she was like out about like talking about it having articles written about it which is like really hard because even myself now i still find it hard the pressure of talking about myself as like a gay band member or anything like that right um sometimes I find it like daunting and the pressure gets to me. Like, is um, it, like and, you're an ambassador or something for other people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, Oh my God. And I'm talking about a community that is so diverse and so everyone's experience is so different. And mm-hmm. my experience can be considered privileged in so many ways of how my go at coming out was, and yeah. it was fairly easy and I was met with fairly open arms. And I know that, you know, that's so, not the case for so many yeah. people. And so it's, it's that weird, it's that, it's that pressure of not wanting to say the wrong thing or not want to be insensitive to people or something like that, yeah. that definitely gets to me sometimes. Um, um, I've definitely gotten better of it, but especially in the beginning, it was definitely a hard thing to articulate. But, um, Jess was like, has always been just so, so like, you know, um, transparent and just so I feel like articulate about it and her, you know, her experience as a, you know, gay woman yeah, in the music amazing. industry where there's not a lot of gay people and there's not a lot of females. So she's like, kind of got like both of those. Right. It's a lot of pressure yeah. for one person. It's a lot. And she just like takes it with like, and like takes it with stride and just like completely. So I have so much respect for her um, for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. My last question is just, do you have any recommendations? That could be music, could be TV shows you're binging, just anything you're oh consuming. What, what, do you, what do you got? What am I into? Okay. Here we go. Survivor. <laughs> survivor i watched that when i was like when I, it was like 2000 2001 with my family totally and it, it, apparently it's been happening like ever since then there's like 40 episodes of this show my, <laughs> one of my close me, friends <laughs> oh dude one of my close friends would just never shut up about it still won't <laughs> shut up about it. he's just like survivor survivor this survivor that i'm just like dude i get it like survivor and then randomly started watching it last week and i was i was like sort of like don't tell 
like to my to my boyfriend, I was, I was like, "Don't tell Chris we're watching Survivor." Like, I don't want to give him the pleasure of knowing that like he finally got to me, right? And then I'm going to watch this show. But oh my god, it's so it's, it's such a good show. Um, it's just I don't know. It's just a really entertaining show, and I didn't realize how much it like it it highlights about people and individual people and relationships within people and like the psychology of people socially. Cause you know, it's like 30 people trying to get along yeah. on an Island and, and, and just through touring through so many years. And always, I, I was kind of like, man, I was essentially thrown onto survivor islands like multiple <laughs> times a year. You know, you get on tour and you're like, here's these, these 30 people? people you have to get along with for six yeah. weeks and you got to meet people and, and, and you, you start to like learn certain personalities not that saying like there's you know everyone is is different in their own right we're so complex but like there are some general themes that people you know you're like categories they oh, fit I into, yeah yeah i'm like oh i've kind of seen you before i've kind of met <laughs> you before you're different in your own way but like and that show for me is just like such a fun uh like example of that and i'm just like I'm watching survivor right now it's really fun that's that is really funny to have that spin on it because because i totally know that you you're you're this traveling carnival right everybody's yeah. moving in sync but they're in their own van where there's there's like a there's culture to the people in the van and then there's yeah. culture to a whole tour and there's culture yeah. to like each venue right it's really yeah interesting. you're like you're like your own tribe yeah and then there's three other tribes mm-hmm. on the tour with you too and you realize how like Every, every band has their own energy, their own thing. Totally. And like, there's individuals within that, but like an overall energy kind of just gets, um, like kind of just develops out of each, you know, group of people where you're yeah. like, oh man, that band, that band's like a little rowdy. You're like, oh, they're a little, <laughs> they're a little keep to themselves. Like this yeah. general, <laughs> and then there's outliers within those communities. And then you're, then you're kind of tripping out, realizing like, it's so funny. Cause you're like man, they're driving in their van talking about us the same way. Like, right? what are we? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking about that is like when you, it's like every single band is in their van talking about the other about ones. About other <laughs> bands. Yeah. And then you get there and you're like trying to like, and dude, like it's so, you got such a, I was like just thinking, I've been thinking about it just because I've been watching the show and mm-hmm. just like talking, talking about it. Um, and just thinking like how, how much of that, like how did that inform me? as a person socially, cause I started touring when I was 17 years old. Like I was not, I did not, I was like learning who I was, Yeah. you know, at that point in time. And I was just like constantly like in a van with my crew of people. So like me, Jess, you know, Steven, Josh, our band and a few crew members who stuck around really from the beginning, like we really lived and grew up together. And we are also so informed by that experience, like uh-huh. these little tribal things and meeting these different people and finding like meet like learning things about different people and taking certain personality traits from people and like yeah. trying them on for myself <laughs> and like seeing what worked like what didn't yeah, totally but yeah dude survivor man it's, it's a really <laughs> good show <laughs> yeah back to the root of it i recommend survivor <laughs> highly recommend it <laughs> love it so dude that's all i got for you awesome dude thanks this for being so on the fun. show i know it's a blast of course yeah, dude. Um, very, very happy. We finally, we finally made it happen. I had, uh, I had Tommy from Jukebox the Ghost on. We recorded an episode. Oh, dude, I love. He says them. hi. So. Oh, ha- dude, yes, dude, I, I love them. Tell him mm-hmm. I say hi as well. I will, I will. Yeah, because he was like, "Who else are you you're talking to?" And I was like, "I got John next week." And he's like, "Oh, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome." Um, yeah, but uh, I think that's it, man. Thanks for doing this. Cool, dude. Thanks for having me. 
There you have it, folks. That was John Gomez. God, I admire that man. Uh, lots of good stuff in there, man. I hope I hope you had your notepad out. I hope you uh, learned a thing or two about how to write, how to produce, how to how to be in the right mentality for all that jazz. As usual, please share the show with somebody you uh, think would enjoy it. Head to Banzoogle if you're looking for a website. Go follow us on Instagram at Direct Support Pod. And until next time, have a great week. Cheers. <laughs>